All right, take your Bibles and turn to the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 32. Deuteronomy 32. In the book of Deuteronomy is Moses talking to the uh, Israelites and getting them prepared to go into the promised land, even though he himself was not going to be able to go into the promised land. Uh, but uh, he uh, was getting them ready and getting them prepared to go. And in the process, one of the things he did, there were, there were warnings, there were, uh, and also some rehearsals of, of looking backwards and, and seeing how over and over and over again God was good to, to, to the children of Israel and took care of the children of Israel in the wilderness. And uh, uh, chapter 32, verses 9 through 12 was where we're going to be the, this evening. And uh, it, uh, again, is just uh, Moses letting Israel know that they've got a God who cares for them. Let's all stand together, if you would. And... You read along silently as I read aloud in verses 9 through 12 in Deuteronomy 20, 32. Deuteronomy 32, 9 says, For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land and in the waste, howling wilderness. He led him about, he instructed him, he kept him. As the apple of his eye, as an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings. So the Lord alone did lead him, and there was no strange God with him. Let's bow for prayer. Father, it's good to be in your house with your people tonight. It's good to have your book open and to be challenged from it, to be reminded about how good of a God we serve. And we pray, Father, that you would speak to our hearts tonight, help us to, to uh, with, with Moses a little bit, kind of reminisce and look backwards and see how, how you have watched over us, how you have cared for us. I believe it's important for us to do that from time to time, just so that as we look ahead and we look forward and we look at the new challenges that are before us, that we know because of the past, and just as you took care of us, just as you took care of Jacob, you took care of Israel, you will take care of us as well. So, Father, we just pray your blessings upon this time together in your word. Speak to our hearts, comfort our hearts, assure our hearts, and give us the confidence that we need to have in the God whom we serve, for it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Message tonight basically is just uh, reiterating the fact that we have a God who cares for us. When things change and things get upended and things get, you know, kind of kind of look topsy-turvy sometimes, uh, sometimes we scratch our head and we say, does God really care? Well, the bottom line is God, God does care, and we can look back. One of, the, one of the blessings of being saved for so many years is being able to look back and see time and time and time and time again 
where, where God was working. And honestly, there's many of those times, and I'm sure this is true with Israel, there's many of those times when uh, I've looked, uh, when I was actually going through it and just really had a hard time seeing the hand of God the thing. But after it was all over, and sometimes it's weeks, sometimes it's months, sometimes it's years, but you look back and, man, you just see the, 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 the footprints of God all the way through it. Um, we, we studied here, oh, quite a few years ago, we studied the book of Esther. And, uh, and I, I love the book of Esther. I just do. Uh, because that's God being strong on behalf of Israel, and he protected him and watched over, over the Israelites. And uh, yet, yet you don't see the name of God one time mentioned in all the book of, of, of Esther. But you see his footprints all over. And that's, that's how I feel many times. I look back and I see the footprints in my life of where God obviously came in and obviously took care of me, took care of our family. I watched him do it with this church over and over and over again. And it's, it's a real, it's a real uh, uh, encouragement and it's a real blessing to, to know that, that God consistently cares for his people. He, uh, he, he compares himself in, uh, in particularly in verse, in verse, uh, now I just lost it. Where was I? I was in 9 through 12. Okay. In verse 11, he, he compares himself with, uh, with an eagle. And as an eagle takes care of its children, that's how God takes care of us as, as his children. I, I realize that when this was written, this was written to a nation, and the nation of Israel and the people of God back then. But we can, we can look at those Old Testament verses and be admonished because... Israel was, were, were the people of God back then. We are the people of God today if you're saved, if you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior. And just like with the people of, of Israel, when they, when, they left, when they left Egypt and they crossed over the Red Sea and they went into the wilderness, their troubles were not over. Now, they had different kinds of troubles. They had to worry about slavery and they had to worry about beatings and they had to worry about mistreatment and things like that when they were back in Egypt. Now they had new challenges, they had new things. Uh, so the, 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 you know, just, just like their life was not trouble free, ours isn't either. Just because you get saved doesn't mean all your problems are over, that's, that's for sure. But what God does do is he gives us strength and he gives us the strength and the wisdom and the courage and the understanding to be able to confront those difficulties and problems. Uh, the way God dealt with, with Israel is, is to be an example and an admonishment to us. Keep your finger here and go with me over to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. We've been talking about this on, on Wednesday nights, how that though all of Scripture does not doctrinally apply to us, all of Scripture inspirationally applies to us today in the church age and that's that is so true and uh, we see that in first corinthians chapter 10 
he explains uh, that fact and he, he, he tells us how to look at those things. In, verse, in uh, chapter, chapter 10, verse 1, it says, Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. And of course, that's talking about Israel. It's talking about him leading them out of, out of Egypt and in and through the wilderness. And we're all baptized unto Moses in the, in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. That right there explains to you why God got upset with Moses when he, uh, the first time he went ahead and did right, he smote the rock. The second time, he was only supposed to speak to the rock. He was not supposed to, to smite it, and he smote it. The whole reason why God, one of the reasons why God got upset with him, well, obviously, first of all, he did not have faith to believe God. Secondly, he was disobedient, but it ruined the type. And, and uh, the, that rock was a type or a picture of Jesus Christ. And he makes that real plain right here in verse 4. In verse 5, it says, But with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our example to the intent, we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted, neither be ye idolaters as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play, neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day three and 20,000, neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents, neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happen unto them for in samples and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are common. What he's saying is he's saying, you know, look back at those things, see how God treated them see what they did right, see what they did wrong, and learn from the example. Verse 12 says, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Then verse 13 is such a precious promise. It says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with a temptation also make a way to escape that you may be, may be able to bear it. The emphasis really in that promise is, is that uh, God will take you through problems and will take you through examples, but remember this, and I, I think this is really where the emphasis is. Every time I, I read that, I used to put the emphasis on the end where, where it says, uh, but will with the temptation also make a, a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. But, but you don't know how that's going to be. You don't know if it's going to be he's going to uh, cause you to ex escape the temptation or if he's going to give you the grace to get you through it. But either way, that isn't where the emphasis is. You know where the emphasis is? God is faithful. That's the emphasis. And, and God is always faithful. And, and as we saw his faithfulness in the Old Testament, to, to God's people, we can be assured of that same kind of care today. Uh, God has a, 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 a desire, and His desire for us 
is is to succeed in the Christian life and and to to live our life in a way that pleases Him. Take your Bibles and turn to Isaiah chapter forty. Isaiah chapter forty. And just as God was faithful to the Israelites, we can learn from their experiences that that God is also faithful to us. He's he's not changed. Uh, he was he, the way that God dealt with Israel is to be an example to us to learn God's ways, to learn God's dealings, and to see the character that God has and wants to bestow upon his people. Isaiah chapter 40 and uh, verse down in verse 31, last verse in the, in the chapter. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. And that's what God's desire is for us. Now there's, there's some things that God does that uh, he, he likens, and when he, when he did this with Israel, he likened himself unto an eagle. And if you go back with me to Deuteronomy 32, look down at verse 11. And this is where we're going to camp tonight. As, a, as an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings. So the Lord alone did lead him, and there was no strange God with him. Uh, God likens himself unto an eagle. And there's four things that he brings out that an eagle does when taking care of, of, her, of her young. And the first thing is that she stirs up the nest. She stirs up the nest. Eagles, eagles build their nests in layers. And uh, they put uh, soft stuff in, but they also put hard things in. They put in uh, layers of, of glass and metal and sharp objects. And uh, then it's overlaid with, with uh, animal and fur down, um, fur and down. Uh, when, the, when the eagle stirs the nest, what the eagle does is, is turns the nest from a comfortable place with all that fur and that down on there to a very uncomfortable place because what he's what he's doing is is uh, digging up that stuff that's that's hidden underneath and causing the, the the nest to get get uncomfortable. The nest changes, but the eagle doesn't change. The eagle cared for the the eaglets before uh, she stirred her nest, and the eagle cares for those eaglets afterwards the character of the eagle doesn't change and our times change our our circumstances change uh do you ever notice how we as god's people are not not comfortable with change we don't like it i, I and I, and i understand i don't like it either uh every time a dynamic in our church changes and we've had a lot of dynamics change over the years various for various reasons people moving away people leaving people coming in uh covid whatever it might be i man i hate that i, I just don't like that and uh 
But God allows those things on purpose because he knows what change like that does for us. And the change is used to be able to cause us to, to trust him and, and to grow. Um, life, honestly, life never stays constant. It, it's always changing. And uh, I, I, again, really believe that God designs it that way so that we can learn to trust him. Uh, stirring drives us to our knees. Stirring drives us to the book. The stirring of the nest causes us to realize that, listen, I don't have all the answers. Boy, did I, have I realized that over the last 12 months. You realize that a year ago today, we had no idea what we were heading for. Uh, in the next in the next uh, months to come, we we didn't have any idea, but God did. And nothing took God by surprise, and there have been changes in your life. There's been changes in my life. There's obviously been changes in church. We didn't have ropes up, you know, a year ago. We didn't, uh, you know, we didn't wear those terrible masks <laughs> that we wear. Oh, and by the way, you, you shouldn't just be wearing one now. You ought to be wearing two. Uh, at least two, and maybe even three. And I'm thinking, you know, if, if two is better than one and three is better than two, you know, maybe you ought to put 10 or 15 of those on, you know, just have a bunch of layers on there. And, uh, and then we'll just hold your funeral next week because you won't be able to breathe anymore. But, uh, <laughs> but, 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 things, but things change. The, the blessing, though, of things changing is to be aware of the fact that yeah, things change, but God doesn't. He never changes. In him is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. And, uh, and, and our comfort turns to discomfort, and it's, it's on purpose. It, it comes from different sources. It can, it can come in the form of, of uh, new opportunities. It can come in the form of testing. It can come in the form of an unexpected blessing. It can come in the form of trouble and irritation and just things that are unfamiliar. One of the things that, um, and I, I know it's good for me, so I do it, but one of the things I, I really don't enjoy doing is uh, going to a brand new church that I've never been before and speak. In April, I'm going to have that opportunity down in Ohio, and it's a, a church of about 50 folks. And, uh, and I'm, going, I'm looking forward to it because I know God wants, wants me to do it. I prayed about it, and, and God's made it very, very evident. But can I tell you, i gotta, I got I to gotta meet a brand-new pastor. I've got to meet brand-new people. I only know one family in that whole church. And, uh, and I don't know if you're that way. Maybe you're not, but I am, okay? And, uh, and, and, and I love having friends. I just hate going through the process to get them to that point. And uh, it just, it, for, to me, it's very, very uncomfortable. Could I tell you something? It is good for me. It is good for me. It's good to be in those uncomfortable situations. When I say uncomfortable, I don't, I'm not always talking about just simply affliction. Just changes, changes. Uh, you know, we're not supposed to be a people given to change, but changes do occur in our lives. And we have you know, most of those changes, we have absolutely no control over them. And it's uh, putting us constantly in new... And by the way, just so you know, okay, those of you that are young, 
Okay? You say, well, I can't wait till I'm older because then the changes will stop. Uh, no. <laughs> In fact, sometimes they come a little bit more drastically than they did before. And uh, as I said, those things are good because, uh, you know, it, it causes us to look to God. Now, oftentimes, depending upon what the form of the change is, we might, instead of looking for strength, we might be looking, and grace, we might be looking for an escape hatch. And I, and I understand that, you know, we look for, for a way out. But uh, Israel, when Israel was in Egypt, uh, things got worse before they got better. And uh, if you remember the story, they were in Egypt, they were, they were slaves, and then Moses came to Pharaoh and, and said, let my people go to worship, to worship God. And uh, he put more work on them. And he was rougher on them. And that was just before uh, he finally, God finally put pressure on him to release them. And, uh, and they, they, went, they went through the Red Sea and they went over in the wilderness and God destroyed uh, Pharaoh and his armies. But, uh, but, but all that happens uh, as a stirring of the nest. And sometimes that happens with us. Sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. But that's so that you can, you can turn your eyes upon Jesus and you can, you can get your assurance and you can get your comfort and you can get your, your help and your strength from him. You, you, you and I cannot grow in Christ and be right with the Lord and be growing in grace if things always stay the same. We just sit in the nest. We just take nourishment and nothing changes. The changes is re are really where we get an opportunity to grow and where we experience God's grace in areas that we've never experienced before. And as I said, you know, don't look for a time in your life for that to change because it never does. Why? Well, actually, it ought to be a comfort to you because you know what that means? God's not done with you yet. He's still working on you. And, and he, there's still things for you to learn. And there's, uh, still, uh, there's still work for you to do. And that ought to be a blessing. Uh, we need to be as God's people. Just like those little eaglets, one of the, one of the things that, that the that the that the eagles uh, did to prepare the eaglets for for life was to teach them how to be how to be self-sustaining uh, teach them how to feed themselves first of all mama just fed them uh, in in the beginning but then she would teach them how to feed themselves and and then how to go out on their own that was all part of the process and that didn't just happen that started by making things uncomfortable in the nest. And uh, uh, what, what that is for us spiritually is teaching us how to be spiritually self-sustaining and teaching us how to, how to reproduce as Christians, how to win other people to Jesus Christ and how, how, to be, how to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You notice in the, in the epistles, whether it be the Pauline epistles or the epistles of Peter or the epistles of, of John, you notice that when, you, when they're writing saved people, one of the things that's emphasized often 
is growing in grace and being strong in grace. That is only possible as things change and as, as God teaches us along the way how to be, how to be strengthened and how to, how to grow and how to rely on him. So the first thing is, is that the, the eagle stirs up the nest. The, the second thing, look down in verse 11, it says, As an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young. Fluttereth over her young. The second thing that an eagle does is, is flutters over her young. Uh, eagles like to beat their wings. And uh, when, they, when they do that, it gets the attention of the eaglets. Uh, God beats his wings for us, and it gets our attention. It demonstrates that uh, he is not inactive, but he's active in our lives. And, and again, uh, I'm so glad I serve a personal God. I'm so glad I serve a God who is, is active personally in my life. And, and I see that through the so-called beating of the wings, um, the, the first way we see that is, is from his presence. Uh, he's with us. He, he said he made a promise in the New Testament that he would never leave us and he would never forsake us. Uh, we, if you're saved, you always have God with you. He's always there. And, and I know what you mean when you, you, know, when you pray, and, and I've prayed it too. We said, Lord, be with us today. Well, the truth of the matter is, uh, I think what we're really praying is, Lord, help me to, to, to see your presence today. But if you're saved, God is with you every single moment of every single day. There's not a day that he leaves you. There's not a day that he forsakes you. The Bible says that our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, for you're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your spirit and in your, in your bodies, which are God's. And uh, we oftentimes spend time, uh, you know, looking at people and looking at circumstances and looking at things. And God says, no, I don't want you to look at those things. I want you to look at me. I want you to look at me. I want you to trust me. I want you to, to realize that uh, my presence is continual in your life. And the, the second thing the beating of the wings would, would uh, demonstrate is the power, the power um, eagles are powerful. They have, they have a lot of power in those wings. And we, we serve a powerful God. Uh, God took care of Israel over and over and over again. He, he uh, uh, started by saving out the Hebrew boy babies. And, and uh, uh, those babies were spared. He, uh, he sent plagues and, and got Pharaoh's attention. Uh, he led them out of Egypt and then protected them. When they came to the Red Sea, he opened it. When they got to the other side and Pharaoh's armies got in there, he closed the whole thing up. And they, they just saw, they saw God's power over and over and over again. They would, they would uh, come to water and the water would be bitter. And God would provide a way for that water to sweeten uh, they come to a rock and they had no water and God brought water out of the rock. I mean, just over and over and over again, he demonstrated his power. Listen, you can, if you've been saved for, for very long at all, you can look back and you can see instances where not only God was obviously with you, but he was powerful. 
and he was powerful on your behalf. God allows us to go through changes and get in situations that seem impossible so he can show us that with God all things are possible. Um, you know, it, it's, just, it's just amazing to me to uh, look backwards and see how God orchestrates, you know, every little thing. Um, Brother King was with us a year ago, and we were sitting at the table talking about, talking about uh, uh, various things in ministry, and he brought up, yeah, he says, you know, a lot of churches have gone to online giving. And uh, I, I wasn't interested in that. Uh, I could care less about online giving. And I know Dave Corey uh, has the same, had the same, he doesn't have the same, but he had the same attitude a year ago. And uh, it was just, just about a year ago. And we, we talked about that thing. You know what God was doing through that whole conversation? He was exposing me to some information so that when COVID hit, that's one of the things that would come into my heart and mind. I thought it was God who did that. And, and you know, I look back and I see that, and you just see his hand and you just see his power over and over and over again in your life. The other thing that the beating of, of the wings demonstrates is protection. It wasn't just that, that God was present and that God was powerful on their, on their behalf, but he protected them. And those wings were there for protection. Um, you know, <laughs> woe, woe unto the animal that would go after an eaglet. And one thing you don't ever want to do, if you see uh, eagles in a nest, you don't want to climb up the tree and, uh, and go take a look at those little eagles and play with them. That's probably not a wise thing to do because mama's coming, <laughs> okay? If she's away from the nest, she, see, she sees that, she's going to go after you. And we serve a God who protects us, who cares for us. Um, you know, when, when, uh, the, the, when, they, when God told them to, to do the Passover, and uh, that night, all of the uh, Egyptian homes did not have the blood on the doorposts. And so the angel of death came over and into that house and killed the firstborn in every single house. You know what he did for all the Hebrew, Hebrew homes? Because they were obedient to him and had the blood on the doorpost. You know what he did? He just fluttered over the top. Just fluttered over the top. He didn't, he didn't come down. He didn't kill one of those firstborn. Why? Well, because he was strong on their behalf. And he wanted them to know that, that uh, he would protect them. God does that for us. He protects us. And then the third thing that you see in this passage, you look over again back to verse 11 of Deuteronomy 32. It says, As an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings. Spreads her wings. They tell me that a, that a bald eagle, and we've got some, I guess, over here in Montezuma, um, a bald eagle has a wingspan of six to seven feet from tip to tip. Uh, man, that's huge. Can you imagine that? Six to seven feet. Um, it, it shows how, how much strength the eagle has. And, and, and what that spreading of the wings uh, was to the nation of Israel was God being strong on behalf of that nation. And you see that. You see that over and over and over again. Yes, there were times when God chastened his nation because in history because 
they had turned on him and they had been disobedient. But you also see times where time and time and time again, uh, God was, was gracious and God came in and protected them. Uh, they won battles that they should not have won. Uh, when, they, when they went, when Gideon went up against the Midianites, he was outnumbered. Uh, he, th there's, there's no way, there's no way militarily he should have won that battle. You know why he won it? Because God beat up the Midianites. Uh, God was the one who protected them. Yes, they had their, you know, they had their, their military uh, army. They had a small one. Uh, yes, they fought, but it wasn't them who got the victory. It was God who got the victory because he was strong on their behalf. Uh, take your Bibles and turn with me to, to uh, Psalm 36. <clears throat> Psalm 36. And in Psalm 36, look down in verse 7. Psalm 36, 7 says, How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. Uh, God loves us. God cares for us. And he's, he's strong. He, can, he, he has the ability to, uh, to, to care for us and to protect us and to watch over us. And just as an eagle spreads its wings over its children, God watches over us. And, and again, I've seen this, I've watched this over and over again where God's strong on behalf of, of his children. Then the last thing, if you go back with me to Deuteronomy 32 and verse 11, it says, As an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings. Uh, the, the, the eagle bears the eaglets on her wings. And one of the one of the ways that the eagle does that takes the takes the eaglet and and uh, puts him on herself and then drops that uh, drops that that uh, eaglet off uh, or pushes that eaglet out of the nest. Of course, the eaglet hasn't flown before, and they start fluttering their wings before they they have the opportunity to get hurt or to hit the ground, that, that mother eagle comes down, swoops up, and picks that eaglet up and takes them back to safety and does that over and over and over again. What that is, is that God demonstrating, uh, that's the eagle demonstrating that she cares for, the, for, for her babies, and that's, God does that with us. And, and again, if you've been saved for very long, you've seen that. Take your Bibles and turn with me to Exodus 19. Exodus 19. I believe that often we need to we need to be encouraged. We need to look back. We need to know that we have a God that that is caring for us, and just as He cared for Israel, and and God recorded those times, uh, God cares for us, and we're to look at that and say, listen, I've I've got the same God. I've got the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I've got the God of Moses. I've got the God of Noah. I've got, I've, I've got the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel. Uh, just like he took care of those people during those times, he'll take care of you, and he'll take care of me. Uh, he, he, he'll bear us 
on, on his wings and care for us. Look in Exodus 19 and verses 3 and 4. It says, And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bare you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. Uh, the whole purpose of, of him rescuing us in the nick of time and, uh, and, and, and coming to our aid and being strong in our behalf is so that we can be drawn to him. And, and again, uh, when he does that, he, he waits oftentimes, and I've seen this. I, I've seen, you see it in Scripture. It's all over the place in Scripture. You, you see this in your own life. He'll often wait to the last minute. And uh, oftentimes, if, if we're not careful, we'll start fretting and fussing and fuming. And, but God, God is always faithful. God is always true. And time and time and time again, I have seen God come and, and uh, come to my rescue, come to the rescue of other folks and be strong on their, on their behalf. Uh, we've, you know, you've, seen that, you've seen this process in your personal life. If you look carefully, you'll see it in your family. You, you, uh, if you've been around here for very long, we, we've seen it happen over and over again uh, in our church. And all, all the bottom line that is being proven over and over and over again is that God cares for his people. And just like the eagle, he stirs up the nest, he flutters over us, he spreads his wings, and then he bears us. On, on, on his wings. The, the whole purpose of an eagle doing that to her, her babies is to get the eaglet to trust the parent and to learn to fly. Same thing with us. God allows us to go through those things and then is strong on our behalf. It protects us, cares for us, watches over us, uh, flutters over us. We see it over and over and over again. Why? So that we our, our trust and our confidence in Him can continue to grow. The Bible says, uh, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And, and we can be strong, but there's a process that God takes us through to give us that strength. And in that process, we realize that we're not tempted above that which we are able, but God will, with the temptation, provide a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Why? Because he watches over his own. And we can trust that all the time. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, thank you for what we've seen and been reminded of again in your word through the relationship you had with Israel but just as you had that kind of personal attention on Israel, you had that kind of personal attention on the church, the body of Christ, on the local church, and Lord, on us as individuals and on our families. There are times, Father, when we get nervous. There's times, Lord, we, we get antsy because we don't like change. And uh, there are times, Father, when we kind of wiggle and squirm. But, uh, Lord, 
you continue to watch over us. You continue to care for us. You continue to flutter over us. You protect us. And we need to be reminded that we have a God we can implicitly trust. No matter what is heading our way in the next uh, four weeks or in the next 12 months, uh, we have a God who cares for us and has taken us through the process so that we can be, be, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. God, I pray that you would speak to our hearts tonight and help us. Maybe there's someone out there tonight who there's an area of their life where they're a little shaky. Uh, there's an area of, of their life where you're working, they don't have a clue as to what you're doing. May they just be reassured tonight that uh, even though they might not know what's going on, you do. And, uh, and you're not asleep at the switch. You are, you're actively involved in their life. You are their, uh, uh, they are your child and uh, they need to trust you and, and be strong in the grace that you give them on a day-by-day -day basis to live for, for him. Father, we pray that you would, would bless this invitation. May, may you do a work in our hearts, and as you speak to our hearts, may we respond to you, for it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.